Hello and welcome to the Michael Slate Show. My name is Sansara Taylor. I'm your guest host today sitting in for Michael Slate. I want to welcome everybody. We've got a really powerful show for you today. We've been getting into the Bob Avakian interviews lately. These are a three-part major interview uh, that I did together with Andy Z with the revolutionary leader Bob Avakian, the architect of the new communism and really the most important political thinker and leader in the world today. Somebody who came out of the 1960s, was radicalized, put on to revolution at that time, worked very closely with the Black Panther Party leaders in their early revolutionary days. Um, but he's somebody who never gave up on revolution. Like so many of his generation, he got turned on to revolution at that time, again, fighting against the Vietnam War, fighting against the oppression of black people in this country. But unlike far too many others, Baba Vakian never gave up. And even more uniquely, and importantly to humanity's future, Bob Avakian went to work on really wrestling with the biggest problems that the revolutionary movement confronted and that revolutions that had seized power confronted to try to solve the problems of how we'd reorganize society on a whole radically different footing in a way that could lead to real emancipation here and around the world. This is why um, he has become the architect of the new communism. And in this sit-down interview, he explores the times that were in, the lessons from his life, um, being on the revolutionary road, and how this can come together right now in this rare time, where because the, the rulers of this society are so deeply divided and fighting amongst themselves, and society really is being ripped apart from top to bottom, this is a time that poses the potential and is on track to tremendous Tremendous, devastating horrors, even existential threat to humanity of climate change, potential nuclear war spinning out of the conflict in Ukraine or between the U.S. and China and the rising fascism in this country. But it is also a time when revolution, which has long been needed, is more possible because normal is never coming back. Society is being ripped up, but that requires, wrenching something positive out of this, requires people lifting their heads and getting with the revolution. And this is what makes this interview, this sit-down, three-part interview with Baba Bacon so important to watch in its fullness. It's why I've been uh, sharing a lot of it with you here on the Michael Slate Show, and we will continue to be digging into it over the coming weeks. In today's uh, broadcast, what I'm actually going to do is share with you one answer that Bob Avakian gives during this interview and then a very rich discussion with three members of the Chicago Revolution Club um, who are grappling with what Bob Avakian shares with the orientation he puts forward and what it means to take this up, how it's impacted them, and how others can and need to be impacted by it. And these are um, members of the Revolution Club who have themselves experienced with family members gunned down in the streets, caught up in the life, some of them who have done serious prison time, um, different experiences with the hell that this system puts black and brown youth and others at the bottom of society through and the ways that it gets them caught up in taking up the system's mentality and taking, uh, taking it out on each other and how we transform that so that we can make a real revolution. So it's a very rich discussion, it's, it's wide ranging. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna begin with the question that I put to Bob Avakian towards the end of the interview. This comes after we talk about what revolution can make possible. The emancipating society, the liberated society and world it can make possible. We talk about why we're in a rare time when revolution could really be made. 
And then we come back to this question that there's not going to be a revolution without those at the base of society taking it up and fighting for it. So that's where we're going to begin the excerpt from Bob Avakian. Then I'll come back. We'll share some of the conversation with members of the Chicago Revolution Club. And um, really, there's, there's very little that could be of, of more, um, more of the moment and of greater import to be getting into. So with that, let's dive in. Well, you've led us right back to something we wanted to return to before wrapping up this interview, which is um, the tremendous potential that it's clear you see in those at the very bottom of society. Youth in particular at the base of society caught up catching the worst hell, the youth and others in the prisons, which you said the brother on the block or on the street, people who right now their guns are pointed at each other to way too large a degree. Um, all of the vision of what you've described of what's possible to do with state power is not going to happen if we don't make a revolution. And yet this is a section of people who are very critical to the revolution we need. So I wanted to give you and we wanted to give you one uh, further opportunity to, to speak directly to those who are catching the worst hell and treated as the worst of the worst. What is their role in this revolution and to those going out to them? How should we do this? Well, I say there, there's both a personal dimension to this and a larger scientific dimension to it. I know that things have gone on for generations now. I mean, I know some people told us, well, you can't, you can't bring forward these youth. They might have been revolutionary once back in the day of the Black Panther Party or what, the 1960s. But there's been generation after generation caught up in this bad now, so there's no potential anymore. Yes, there is potential, and in, in, in one sense, it's exactly because they have been caught up in it generation after generation that there is potential. But you're not going to see it if you're just looking on the surface and what people are into. You have to go a little deeper with people. And I'll just introduce a personal dimension to this, which is very real for me. When I, when I see, you know, and whenever I get a chance to interact and I do sometimes with some of these youth you're talking about. I see people that I knew when I was coming up. Not that I was, came out of the same place they did, but people that I knew, you know, and I, I know what their potential was. You know, I've talked about this before, I've written about it before. You know, I had a friend, Billy, who was, was got into the life and got killed, you know, while he's still in his 20s, caught up in a lot of bad and did bad But also had a whole other side to him. Had a curious mind, a sharp mind, you know, had a lot of very good, you know, uh, sentiments toward people, ways of relating to people. And, you know, you could not have told me that somebody like that couldn't be transformed to become a revolutionary because I knew better. And that's just a personal, and I knew other people in the same situation. I'm very fortunate to know people in this situation, you know. People who opened their hearts to me the same way I did with them, you know, that, that's what it means to be friends. And you, you learn what's deeper beneath the surface of what's going on and why people are into the bad they're in. And, you know, how constricted, how limited and confined their lives are and their choices are, you know, as, in terms of how things are presented to them. And, and so that's like, on the basis of that personal experience, I don't care that generations have gone, I mean, I care, but it doesn't tell me because generations have gone on that, that these aren't basically the same people. 
They are the same people, you know, and when I interact with them, whenever I get a chance, and it's far too rare, but it's very precious, I know they're the same people. So that's on, like on the personal level from personal experience, but more scientifically, you can analyze where do the actual interests of these youth lie? You know, look, I've spoken this before, look what it means when even for a brief time, People in this situation rise above this. And I, I mentioned this prisoner strike in Alabama, and people are talking about how they've overcome the divisions of gangs and cliques and this kind of thing. You know, it's not going to last because of the conditions they're in, but it's very significant and precious when it happens. Or, you know, I've made this point about the truce that followed, you know, the gang truces that followed the 1992, you know, L.A. rebellion, which really wasn't just L.A. rebellion. It spread around the country. And, you know, how hard people tried to overcome generations of divisions and back and forth revenge. You know, I mean, to me, one of the most inspiring and moving things I've seen in decades was the picture after the L.A. rebellion. You know, besides, you know, blacks and Mexicans tonight, together tonight with graffiti, you know, there is a picture of a blood and a crip with their arms around each other. And that wasn't just for show. That was something real and something deep. And they tried, they really tried to overcome this and they put forward a program, but their program was just a program that had no basis. And it was also just actually mirroring this existing system. It was a program to establish more black businesses to enable some of these people caught up in the gangs to get into you know, the economy by way of business and so on. And there's no material, there's no economic basis for that on a broad scale. And it wouldn't lead to the liberation of people either because you know a few people might get into business, but then you know most people can't. And plus the ones who do are gonna be employing other people and exploiting them whether they mean to or not. You know, but still, look how, look how hard people tried. And there was a prisoner, you know, uh, uh, strike in California a number of years ago. The same kind of thing. Yeah, the gangs are still in there. And yeah, there's bad, shit, but they they rose up and overcome that for overcame that for a short period of time. And that shows the potential. And it also shows that there's something deeper in people than what they're doing every day and what they're caught up in. That they they you know reach for something better, something higher. They, they want something different, you know, and if you, if you get people away from what they're caught up in and talk to them heart to heart, they will, they, they will tell you in many cases, most people want something different, even if they're caught up in this and they don't know how to get out of it. And that's where we come in, the revolutionaries, the people who have come to understand that there's a whole different way. We have to go to the, these youth and others. Yes, we need to go to the educated youth. You're not gonna make a revolution without people from the educated youth. That's very important for the revolution, including critical and creatively thinking people who have a capacity to you know, work and grapple with complicated ideas. We need that. But we, your question is very much to the point about you know, these more you know, youth down on the, uh, on the street, you know, the, the hardcore youth, you know, there is burning within them because nobody, look, nobody wants to live the way these youth are being forced to live. You could take all of, maybe a few, you know, really into it, you know, and this is really their thing, but 
Nobody, if you're talking about, I shouldn't say nobody, but overwhelmingly, people don't want to live the way people we're talking about are forced to live. But this system, we could go into why and how, you know, it, it de-industrialized, you know, all these areas that people live in, you know, like the south side of Chicago, used to be these factories and gigantic steel plant, U.S. steel, that people used to work at. Gary, Indiana, which is now a ghost town, had the biggest steel plant in the entire world, I think, going back a few decades. And a lot of black people work there. Those places are closed down. These youth coming up, they have no future. And that's because of the workings of this system. And there is a burning down there. It may be simmering. It may be just a flickering flame, but there is a burning for something better. And it's up to us to provide the vehicle and the means for all these masses of people in this situation, including these youth, to become part of fighting for something better. And yes, it goes back to the previous thing. We're not going to do it without a lot of struggle. You got to break through the surface. You got to break through the bullshit. You got to break through even the hardcore shit to get down to where people really live and feel. And then you got to struggle with them about what your life should really be all about. What is really worth dedicating your, and if necessary, even giving your life to? Not that we take that lightly. We certainly don't. You know, we understand that, uh, you know, as Mao said, of all things in the world, people are most precious. And people's lives are precious to us. But even if you have to give your life, give it for something worthwhile, something that's going to mean something for you and people like you all over the world and for the little ones. And don't tell me you don't love the little ones. I see you out there pushing the little ones around. I see the pride that you have in the little ones. So don't tell me you don't care because I know different and I know better. And there is a way, but we got to give people the way. And that means a tremendous amount of struggle. It's not a, just handing them away and they're going to take it. It's a tremendous amount of struggle. You know, and we have to also, especially in this rare time when revolution becomes more possible, we have to get right down on the ground with them and explain in terms they can understand and then get in more into the complexities as we go along. But get to the basic thing that there is a way out of all this. And right now we have more opportunity than, we, than we've had in your lifetime or my lifetime to do this. And we can't afford to be wasting this time and this opportunity in bullshit. We got to get with this revolution so we can get all this shit off of our backs and make a future for the next little kids you're pushing along that's worth living for. So they don't have to go through what you are going through now, which isn't what you wanted to go through, but it's what the system has put you in the place of to have to go through. We have to go and present this to them in a living way. There is a way out of this. It's not an easy way. It's not a guaranteed way, but it's a real way. It's a real possibility, especially in this time when we're talking about where the conditions are more favorable for revolution, even as they're tending right now towards something terrible. With the ruling class divided and fighting each other, with society being ripped apart, with the potential for this to rip apart all the dominant institutions in society. You know, one of these youth said, well, you know, if I get with your revolution, my chances of being taken out are just about 100%. But if I do what I'm doing, going up against people like me, maybe my chances are 50-50. Well, 
Well, that's just wrong, like I've said before. You know, it's wrong in terms of what your life should be about, and it's wrong in terms of, you know, uh, the, the possibilities for revolution. Because we have a real strategy, and we have a real, you know, method to grapple with the problems that lie on the road to revolution and actually break through and gather more and more forces to where a revolutionary struggle for power could actually have a chance to win. And you can't ask for more than that. You can't ask for more than a chance to win to get this whole thing off your back. And this is what we're aiming for, and this is what we got to take to people and explain to them and struggle like hell with them about what speaks to their deeper feelings and hopes and aspirations, not just the shit they're caught up in on the surface. So I say both from personal experience, which is limited, I know, but it tells me something, but also by scientific analysis and by learning from all different kinds of sources and, and getting every bit of knowledge I can, that there is a potential there and we have to go and make that potential become a reality and make the struggle with people to become emancipators of humanity. And we start winning some, it's going to provide the basis to win more. And it's going to be, become a pole of attraction. And what people would really like to jump to will start getting expressed when they see a growing force out there that's real. And so this is my answer. We got to, you know, we have what these youth and the mass of people need, but it includes a lot of struggle with them and we have to go and take that to them and wage that struggle because this is for ending all the shit that they're, that they're being forced to go through and all the shit that humanity is being put through and that they're threatened with now with the destruction of the environment and this danger of nuclear war among these imperialists, we have to go to the people and give them the means to do what deep down they would love to do if they could understand scientifically that there's a basis for it. So that's what I would say. That was the voice of Bob Avakian, the revolutionary leader. He is also the architect of the new communism. And that's an excerpt from the major three-part sit-down interview that I did with him together with Andy Z for the RNL, the Revolution Nothing Less show at youtube.com slash the revcoms. That was an excerpt where he speaks directly to those who catch the hardest hell under this system and their role in the revolution that is so urgently needed and what this revolution could make possible. So that's a very... Um, you know, it's a very deep answer as part of a larger interview. I want to remind you that you are listening to The Michael Slate Show. And next, I want to share with you a, a very rich conversation with three members of the Chicago Revolution Club, responding to this excerpt of the interview from Bob Avakian and grappling with and sharing some of their experience, taking up this approach, taking it out to those who catch the hardest hell, their own experience um, and life conditions, family, friends who've been caught up in the life, what they draw from this and how they see the revolution relating to this. So next you're gonna hear from Leo, uh, Roosevelt and Hank, three members of the Chicago Revolution Club in conversation with Andy Z, responding to that excerpt from Bob Avakian. What is your reaction, your personal reaction to this and your thoughts about what B.A. is saying to the youth and what he's calling for as the way out of this madness? 
don't know. Uh, each time I've seen it, it it, it strikes me. Um, you know, it strikes me kind of hard. Uh, seeing that when being being an uncle, you know, to uh, some of the youngsters who lost their lives out there, you know, to senseless gun violence, um, you know, due to the the way that this system have them set up. You know, sometimes I have to see some of my nephew's children. You know, they're no longer here, you know, and you know, the thing that he said about, you know, he he, you know, he's feel it in the heart, you know, and you see the, you know, the youngsters pushing their strollers, you know, so they care, you know, and this is fact. We know that they do care. You know, I know that they do care, you know, I'm, you know, and, and some of them was able to do that before they left, you know, and unfortunately my nephew Lonzo wasn't able to do that, you know, and, you know, for one <clears throat> who was so, you know, he was, he was caught up in that lifestyle, you know, but he wanted change. And to hear Bob, you know, be able to put it together the way that he did, you know, it, 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 it made me think of him, you know, my nephews and, and their children and others, you know, young, young men that, you know, that I've spoken to while I was in while I was in prison, you know, and and them needing to vent and talk about the changes that they needed to go through, the the things that they wish they could have done, you know, but now they're in prison doing, you know, doing time. And I used to have hundreds, if not thousands of youngsters, you know, come through and talk to me from various organizations you know, about their lifestyles, you know, and the need to change. It's the same thing is out here. They need to, you know, they want to change. You know, they would like to change, but they don't know how to get up out of that system that got that hold on them, you know. And that note that BA is putting forth, you know, and something that we need to carry forth too is, you know, the way how, you know, to try to get them to recognize, to realize that, you know, as B.A. said, the potential, you know, that they possess. I think about my own, you know, my friends and family, but that's me. Fuck, I, you know, growing up, even though I, I got involved very, very early, you know, I, my parents told me all the time, you're going to be dead <laughs> or in the penitentiary before you hit 21. All right. This has to do something with the system that you're growing up in and stuff like that. And B.A. is actually looking beneath all of that, you know, talking about and saying, look, something could actually, you can actually do something worthwhile with your life. And it's really, really important that we, 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 we get this and, 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 and see this. You know, the, the carnage here in Chicago, whether but around the world is really building up with with with, with all, all 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 these youth. You know, I, I spoke earlier about having family members who've been a grandson who's being killed and all this stuff. Another one being shot eight times and another one being shot three times. 
and want to get out, but don't can't get out. They feel like this is the only way that they can actually uh, make ends meet in, 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 in this society and stuff. So you you have all of that going on. That's 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 the one side, but BA actually directs us to look beneath all of that. All right. And I was tickled, you know, just 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 last time when he was talking about the you know, he's really struggling with the youth about getting out of this and, and doing something worthwhile with their life. And he makes the point, and deep down, this is something that they they would really want to do. But then we have to go out and struggle like a mother with them. That's a really powerful clip, you know. Um, and, you know, as they were saying, you know, um, it really powerfully speaks to the, the potential that's that's actually there, you know. Um, you know, I, I have family, I have friends I've seen, you know, caught up in caught up in the life when they have, you know, higher aspirations, you know, and, you know, even just the pull that, you know, this is, this is what you got to do to like make it, you know, this is the, you know, this is, this is how you got to survive just to make it to the, to the next day, you know, even when the, the next day isn't guaranteed, you know, um, <clears throat> and then, you know, hearing all kind of stories, you know, of, you know, hanging out with somebody one moment and then they're not here the next day, you know? It's one thing that Chicago is known for, you know, especially during the summertime when it's hot out, you know, you can't even, you know, kids can't even go outside and play, you know, in some neighborhoods because of, you know, the the violence and, and different things like that, you know? And, you know, but BA makes the point, you know, that the youth who are, going around and caught up in all this shit, you know, they, they have tremendous potential, you know, and, you know, that's, that's one thing I appreciate about Baba Vakin is that, you know, he never loses sight of, you know, their potential to actually be emancipators of humanity, you know, and actually contribute to making this revolution, you know, that can bring people out of all the that they're caught up in, you know, and, you know, I know people who are caught up in a life who wanted to be archaeologists and, and, and different things like that, you know, but their their dreams are, are, are smothered by this, you know, system that says, you know, that's that's not what, you know, you you should go for. You you should go for for this because that's how, you know, you could make it to the next day, you know. Um and, you know, BA makes that point, you know, just in terms of that, BA makes the point, you know, earlier in the interviews that, you know, people need all and people need wonder, you know, and <clears throat> what does it mean that this system tells you you can't, you know, live out those kind of dreams, you know, um, just and, and so much hope and, and potential is being, you know, squandered in in the youth, um, and you know, I I appreciate how you know BA brings out you know with tremendous heart, you know, um. You know, you have people that live in your heart, you know, you know, people that you really care for. And, you know, um, even though they are caught up in all this, he, he sees that potential in people to actually, you know, be emancipators of humanity. You know, and that's, you know, I guess that's one thing that I'm like really drawing inspiration from right now. Yeah.
I know, Hank, if I recall from the time we were in Chicago, you, you spoke uh, once about the time when you were coming up and there was an act, there was a movement for revolution that, that, that got you, that inspired you and sent you, you know, to a, to a different, a different place. And I think, you know, there's things that we should talk about because we, we do have to be, forge a force for a revolution that would enable these youth to see another way, but that's going to take an awful lot of struggle. Let's go a little deeper so that people can see there actually is another way. Just add an, uh, another personal dimension in terms of how I actually came forward. It, it was doing, look, the, the civil rights movement was, 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 was ebbing and the black power struggle was coming forward. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a youth like all the other youth out there at that time who was being gravitated toward that. This this is one of the re that's one of the reasons, you know, just straight up that I didn't end up dead in the penitentiary it is because of that revolutionary movement that was out there. It it provided an alternative to everything that was out there, and it wasn't just that I gravitated toward it. You know, there's a lot of resistance, you know, to different things and, 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 and whatever. And being young and, and a lot of times without a clue, you just wanted to fight. That was my big thing. I, I just want to hit somebody, get rid of it. But then there, there, there's the whole question of, of people struggle with you about different things. You know, and let me just say this too. It, it, it wasn't just a movement in, in itself. There were Radical, the more radical it was, the more, the more I gravitated toward it, you know, it, it, the, the more revolutionary it was, the more it meant something to me because it was rejecting everything I, 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 I you know, I called myself rebelling, I guess, at the time, and I didn't have a whole lot of understanding either. But it, you know, it's a lot of struggle to break people out of some of the that they're in, and that that has to be a big part of the thing that that goes on here. And this is one of the things I also think in in, in looking at, at at this interview, recognizing all this potential that 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 you've had, he also makes it very clear, and it's not food. You know, and it's not coming from, I guess he said, a social worker point of view. You actually do have to struggle with these youth to, for them to actually get them to, to to realize that potential. And again, you know, I, I, I think this is something that we really do have to break with and I break through with, but I also think these films. These clippings of, of, of that this section actually could be a big way in actually having to do that. In the section of the interview that we just watched, uh, he says that we got to break people out of the bullshit they're into. We got to really get beneath that hardcore exterior, that hardcore where and get down to where people uh feel and where they live and and you have to struggle with them about what their lives about and one of the things here is that uh, and why I was asking Hank the question about the you know when he came up 
is it matters if there's a we build a force of people who are doing that. In other words, it's not just that it is a we got to struggle with individuals. We got to struggle with individuals to get into this. And by getting into the revolution, that lets more people come into the revolution because it becomes a viable force. But I'd like to get into a little bit. What is it like? How do we how do we get beneath the uh, this hardcore? You know, look, there's there's a lot of people are caught up in. And yeah, it's, it's this dog eat dog system that forces you to, you know, go against the people on the next block, you know, down the street. You know, people wearing different colors like that instead of, you know, actually fighting for something that's actually would make a radical difference, you know, for, you know, these youth that, you know, we, you know, have in our minds and in our hearts, you know, we got youngsters that come out and, and, and play inside and outside our organizing center here, you know, and, you know, even hearing what they're thinking, you know, what they think about what's going on in the world, you know, how. You know, people are, you know, lose their lives all the time, you know. Um, that that can't be, you know, just the only way the world is, you know. And not only do we have to hope for something much better, but we actually have to go out there and fight for it, you know. Um, and you know, it's not it's not pie in the sky, you know, it's not some some far off dream. It's actually, you know, obtainable, you know. We, we, we can we can actually make a revolution, but it's gonna take you know millions of people like you and millions of people nothing like you who are caught up catching the worst hell under this system. You know, you were speaking to the the women question and the situation in places like Iran and you know the fight for you know the fight against the patriarchal degradation. You know, um, you know, what, what, what is actually going to take to actually, you know, break out of that, you know, and, and bring the, bring out, you know, what, what world, what future people that could actually have, you know, people, you know, there's people out here with, with sons and daughters that they don't want to grow up in this, you know, and that, that has to be the, 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 the concrete vision that we, you know, go out and bring to people, you know, look, we have leadership for it, you know. There's, you know, a blueprint for it in, in, in the Constitution and um, in the Constitution for a New Socialist Republic in North America and and um, in the new communism where, you know, look, we're, we're not just aiming for a world where, you know, some things are better for some people, but we're talking about emancipating all of humanity, you know, and, and that's what's at stake. You know, that's what, you know, is going to take a lot of heart. A lot of bravery, you know, to actually go out and scientifically and consistently fight for it, you know, because it's actually possible. But before we close out, I want to just play a short clip from what we watched earlier. One of these youths said, well, you know, if I get with your revolution, my chances of being taken out are just about 100 percent. But if I do what I'm doing, going up against people like me, Maybe my chances are 50-50. Well, that's just wrong, like I've said before. You know, it's wrong in terms of what your life should be about, and it's wrong in terms of, you know, uh, the, the possibilities for revolution. Because we have a real strategy, and we have a real, you know, method to grapple with the problems that lie on the road to revolution and actually break through and gather more and more forces to where a revolutionary struggle for power could actually have a chance to win. And you can't ask for more than that. 
You can't ask for more than a chance to win to get this whole f***ing thing off your back. And this is what we're aiming for, and this is what we got to take to people and explain to them and struggle like hell with them about what speaks to their deeper feelings and hopes and aspirations, not just the shit they're caught up in on the surface. So what do you guys want to say in, in closing in response to that? There's a thing that B.A. said in, uh, in Basic, the book Basic. He said, the truth in and of itself would not set you free, but you cannot get free without the truth. You know, and the truth is that this system got you f***ed up. You know, they got you going up against one another, going up against, you know, your, your family, your friends, and people that you don't even know for absolutely nothing. You know, if you're talking about the blocks, you don't own these blocks. Cut that shit out. You know, there's always going to be a motherfucker that's better than you, and this system is better than damn near any one of us, except when we come together in a revolution, a communist revolution. You know, what I would say to people is, look, if you're watching this, this, this interview, if you heard this piece, that's a challenge out there. That's a, that's a, you're, you're being called on to step forward and to break out of the shit that you're actually in and get with this revolution and stuff. I, I would encourage people to get with the Chicago Revolution Club here, uh, to go to the website and, 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 and check out the the old, the Arnell show and and and, and Rev come dot us, you know, people need to step forward and become emancipators of humanity. I agree. You know, people should people need to, you know, go to Revcom and, and and watch these interviews. You know, it takes things to a different level. You know, to actually be. Engaging this and, and and getting up close and personal with Bob Avakian, you know his his thinking changed. You know, um, he wasn't always a revolutionary communist. You know, people don't you're not born a revolutionary communist, but people have to be struggled with very ferociously. You know, and not only us here, but you know people who are feeling inspired or deeply impacted or moved by it by these interviews also need to be on that same mission, you know, to put this revolution on the map and, and spread the leadership of BA, you know, and dig deeper into what he's actually putting forward because, you know, the, the stakes are that sharp and, and, that, and that deep. All right, Andy, that was an extremely powerful segment from Bob Avakian and it obviously reached very deeply inside Leo and Roosevelt and Hank. I just want to share one thing. In that interview, Roosevelt mentioned his nephew, Lonzo, and losing his nephew to the streets in Chicago. That was back in 2020. And I wanted to read a portion of Lonzo's obituary because I, I don't know if it came through in the interview that he actually got involved in the revolution. And this was acknowledged by his family in his obituary. They wrote, Orlonzo always tried to involve himself in positive things to do. He, along with his friends, became involved with the Chicago Revolutionary Center. Thanks to his uncle, Roosevelt, who encouraged him on moving in the right direction. When it came down to structure, he may fall off, but he came back as we all do. And it really matters that Lonzo lifted his head and made his life count for putting an end to this madness. And it matters that Roosevelt 
encouraged him in this. And it matters really urgently right now that we take up what Bob Avakian is offering in this interview and what Roosevelt and Leo and Hank were speaking to about what this can bring out of people and go and fight for this to take root among these youth who are catching the worst hell so that no more generations have to go through this and have their lives cut down in this way. So I wanted to share that. And Andy, I don't know if you want to offer any other further reflections, having sat with that interview now. Yeah, I was uh, struck by a comment from uh, Bob Avakian towards the end of his answer, where he spoke to something a youth in the life said, that if he got with the revolution, there is a 100% chance that he'd die. And uh, Bob Avakian answered, and then Roosevelt echoed uh, this, that this is just wrong, that there's no possibility for revolution. B.A. pointed to the fact that we have a real strategy. We have a scientific method to understand the pitfalls and the difficulties of making revolution, and we have a way to break through. And in the first and second interviews, Bob Avakian spoke of his scientific assessment that because of the sharp, irreconcilable divide in U.S. society, particularly among those who rule, that we are in a unique situation where a revolutionary struggle for power could really have a chance at winning. And Zansara, then it really got me when he said, quote, you can't ask for more than that. You can't ask for more than a chance to win, to get this whole thing off your back, he said. That grabbed me because it's bound up with B.A.'s humanity and his scientific approach that enables him to see beneath the superficial to the potential in the masses of the most oppressed people and to see beneath the surface of the might of this country, the U.S., to see the deep contradictions in their system that hold a different kind of potential, the vulnerabilities of this system that open the possibility for a real revolution to win. B.A. speaks in the last answer of the interview that comes right after what we just saw, how for him to give up would be like betraying his best friend. What revolutionary speaks like that? Avakian does. Why? Because he has insisted for decades, the fundamental question is for whom and for what? For whom? For the masses of the most oppressed all over the world and for all of humanity. For what? for overcoming all forms of oppression and exploitation everywhere. What comes through in the BA interviews is, is his insistence that the struggle for revolution on the foundation of the new communism must be a fight for humanity without losing our humanity. This is why we say that BA brings heart and soul to being hardcore for revolution. And this is not just a matter of summing up some revolutionary will but by being thoroughly and consistently scientific, understanding and changing the world as it actually is. And Sansara, in the interviews that we did with Bobby Vakin, he brought all of that and reached into people and he enabled them to see and feel the potential to be part of emancipating humanity. And you felt that with the three members of the Chicago Revolution Club. All right, so let me remind you, you are listening to The Michael Slate Show. You've been listening to a conversation between members of the Chicago Revolution Club responding to an excerpt from Bob Avakian, the revolutionary leader Bob Avakian, speaking about the need for revolution and the role of those at the base of society, those who are catching the hardest hell, who are hunted by police, youth who are caught up uh, to way too large a degree, killing each other over turf that they don't control who are funneled off into prisons or 
cut down at way too young an age. We've been listening to uh, Hank, Roosevelt, and Leo, three members of the Chicago Revolution Club, responding to this excerpt of the interview from Bob Avakian. And then there's a little bit of commentary from Andy Z and myself, who conducted the interviews. I want to share just a little bit more of this conversation, a response from Roosevelt. Um, but first, I want to make a, the point that a very profound and important part of the revolution that Bob Avakian is fighting for. And he gets further into this as the interview goes for, forward. We played a little bit of it um, a couple weeks ago, and we'll play more in the coming weeks. But he gets into how fully breaking all the chains that bind women, ending all oppression based on gender and sexual orientation, requires revolution. And that the fight to break these chains based on gender and sexual orientation is a big part of why we can make this revolution. And this is a fight that everybody who wants to get free has to take up. Men have to take this fight up as well as women and people of all genders. So with that in mind, I want to share just a little bit more of the conversation that Andy had with Roosevelt from the Chicago Revolution Club responding to the BA interview. Because during a portion of the conversation that I'm not broadcasting, um, Roosevelt shared a very harrowing story of a loved one whose life was violently destroyed along with the lives of her four children by a husband who took up the oppressive patriarchal view, the possessive ownership view towards women that this system fosters. And it destroyed her life and that of four children. Um, it was a very painful story that Roosevelt shared. And outrageously, it's a way too common story. So coming off of that, Andy said a little bit more about the need to break people, and especially men, out of this patriarchal view and to struggle against it. And then Roosevelt responds further about his own transformation. So I want to share that with you now. I'm still a little bit seething about this situation, seething inside about with uh, Roosevelt talking about his niece and all this and this, this patriarchy. Let's... You know, I think we, Bob Vegan says we have to, uh, in this interview, we have to struggle like, like, like hell with people over what they, they're into. And if people watch the, uh, um, I think it's in the second interview uh, where we talk about that you can't be against oppression except you want to hold on to the oppression of women. And he speaks to that and said, this, this, these are not, the, the, we can't have these terms out there. And let's be clear that this the system puts these terms on people, but there's people out there, right? Where I, we spent a summer out there with you in 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 Chicago on the South Side. Uh, there's people out there arguing for that. There's the Nation of Islam headquartered right there, right near that center, where they 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 they, they treat their women as property. You got the Black Israelites out there now. Besides their anti-Semitism and overall anti-white thing, they've got a, a whole thing about. Uh, you know, a, a patriarchy, you know, it's, it's for men. And, and, the, the, and that's the same shit that, that you see going on in Iran, that the people are rising up against. And we got to struggle with these youth about this. We got to struggle with everyone about it because this is unnecessary. It's, it's, and it's horrific and it takes a toll on the people and it demoralizes them. And if people would rise above that, it would change things. So I just, I'd like to just talk a little bit more about like how we're going to go out and you know, I know you guys have waged some struggle against some of this BS from the uh, from the NOI at different times, but we, but it's not just them. It's it's in all this uh, fundamentalist religion of every kind, and we we got to emancipate people's thinking. So everybody has said we got to struggle with people, 
and this is exactly one of the questions we got to struggle very hard with masses of youth, uh, particularly these young, these uh, young young boys and and young men who, who who this is the one thing they want. You know, they watch this hip hop. It's all over it. It's all over it. Women hating. You know the thing with uh, patriarchy. You know uh, that's that's ingrained or has been ingrained within the minds of, within the psyches of uh, people, as, as we know for, for you know, thousands, thousands of years, but for hundreds of years. And breaking away from that type of shit, man, you know, requires a lot, you know? I mean, it requires a lot of work, you know, in trying to get someone to change their thinking, you know, on that, on that type of bullshit, you know, because they would look inside the, the, the the they would say that the the as a matter of fact that's something that BA spoke about too is about the uh about Paul the, the, about the Bible and and reading Paul and uh, mm -hmm. I think that was in second uh that was in the second interview so you know you know that's why all three of these interviews are really important you know and and talking about how you know how how in uh, under under Christianity under Islam they all have their roots, you know, they all back up, you know, the oppression of women. And, you know, we need to get into, you know, the, the whole thing about breaking the chains, you know, and unleashing that mighty fury, you know, women as a mighty force revolutionary, well, you know, as BA said, call for. And when you, when you get them, when, when you get some people like myself, for instance, let me throw, I got to throw myself up under that, uh, because I was deeply, deeply into it, uh, uh, you know, passing out tracks when I was a youngster, you know, uh, those those are the Bible pamphlets on the bus, passing them out uh, probably until I was probably around 15 or 16 years old, you know, going up and down buses and trains and 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 and, and walking up to people, you know, and and doing that, and then later. Uh, later becoming uh, a, a, a Sunni Muslim, uh, an Orthodox Muslim, uh, which is unrelated to the nation of Islam, but still, you know, I mean, it's still just the same as oppression of women, you know, is deeply ingrained in both of them and in and, and, and all areas, you know. And studying the Bible and the Quran as intensely as I have, you know, over the years and and making it making it so that Every woman in my, in my, you know, in my family knew what I was about. Uh, and even if you wasn't in my family, you knew what I was about. And, and the woman was going to be subjected to doing what I tell them to do, you know. And that was what I was, that, and that was my mindset, just like many others. In Islam, when we do prayers, you know, we do not... Uh, we do not do abolition, mean washing of ourselves. We do not wash our hands or our feet, you know. Uh, at the same time, you know, you the woman gonna do it after me. You know, when she pray, mm -hmm. she's gonna pray behind me, you know, and, uh, uh, and and make sure that there's a cover and a cloak behind me, you know. I mean, that subjugation, you know, I mean, is so strong, you know, that, you know, is, is, it's an extremely difficult thing that you know to bust bust through from, but 
when you look at, you know, when you come into the understanding of equality and 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 not making, you know, the woman, you know, subjugated to you, you know, and seeing her as an equal partner, you know, and, you know, that balance, you know, is equal, you know, you could get away from that. Shit, you know, I mean, you don't want to, you know, uh, subject this person to that type of hardship, you know, because your mind is up, you know, on this uh, religious crap, you know, uh, and I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't want to, you know, sound like I'm bashing, you know, religion, but I'm just calling it out for what it is. First of all, I don't believe in it. Uh, I could prove, you know, that there's, there's proof that, 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 that a lot of this didn't happen or wasn't happening. But anyway, you know, to say that, you know, opening one's eye and opening one's eyes and, 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 and to a broader picture, to, to a broader picture, to even see, you know, uh, what's going on in Iran, you know, is fucked up. What's going on in Bangladesh with, you know, is it, fucked up. You know, what's going on, you know, here, you know, in America is up when the courts have ruled, you know, that women are not equal to men and the women are subjected to do what they tell them to do, you know, and, 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 and take control of their bodies the way that they have, you know. I mean, that's up, you know. I mean, so if, if you can't stand up and recognize that this is, you know, not the system that you want to support, that you want to break away from this system, it's time for you to get with this, you know, with this Rev Club and move forward. All right, so that was Roosevelt of the Chicago Revolution Club. And if you want to do what he said and connect with the Revolution Clubs, you can do so on social media, all the platforms at the RevComs. That's at T-H-E-R-E-V-C-O-M-S, at the RevComs. Or you can go to revcom.us slash revolution club. That's revcom.us slash revolution club. And I also urge you to go to YouTube and watch the full Bob Avakian interviews that we played a segment of today and that you heard a deep conversation of. You can see the full Bob Avakian interviews done by the Revolution Nothing Less show at youtube.com slash the revcoms. That's youtube.com slash the revcoms. And this brings us to the end of today's episode of the Michael Slate show. My name is Sansara Taylor. I've been sitting in for Michael Slate. I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank the Revolution Nothing Less crew for their work on the interviews and the conversation with the Chicago Revolution Club that I shared with you. I want to thank Henry Carson for producing today's program, Gary Baca for engineering. And until next time, remember the problem is not human nature. It is the nature of the system. Through a real revolution, a better world is possible. I'm going to send you out with Get Down Moses by Joe Strummer.
Jerry.